place when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives and were therein. They were therein. They slew not any. They didn't kill any of them. Neither great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So the Amalekites come in and burned the whole city, but they didn't kill nobody. But they took them all captive. Can I tell you something? That's what Satan wants to do today, is take you captive. Can I tell you? What they call that? Norcane. Norcane can't deliver you from the captive that Satan has took of you. Our nation today is under captive of drugs. Our jails are full. There's been little illegitimate babies born everywhere because of sin, because Satan took us captive, because the lust of the flesh, listen to me, because the lust of the flesh drove us into sexual acts that we shouldn't have been in. And it's cost us, it's cost our nation. We said it surprised him that these things are happening today. But I read back into the books of the Old Testament, honey, and I see where God begged them for just a few down to five people that would be children of God, and they couldn't find them. So God said, I'll burn this place. Neighbor, after 54 years of reading God's holy word, I'm amazed that God has spared us this far. I'm amazed that God ain't burned this ungodly nation because we've backed up on God. God ain't first in our life. He's been teaching on in Romans who can separate us from the love of God. It don't say a motorcycle or a house or a car or things that we can touch with our hands. When it's inside that separates us and we're drawn away with the lust of our flesh and we lose sight of Almighty God. Our children are not interested, amen, in Christmas play like they one time was. Our parents don't want to take the time to bring our children. Our children had a ball. Some will never forget that little hayride. They'll never forget that little hayride. The love that I've seen from several people the love y'all showed me as you come up and said, Happy Pastor's Day and birthday. It's down deep, planted in my heart. Glory to God that Satan can't separate me. I need to remember what God done for me. I didn't have this love in 67, but in 68, the love of God came by. Amen. 
So if I'll hang, y'all need my love and I need your love. The Bible said to owe no man nothing but love. Amen. So I want you to know no matter how hard I preach, I love you. I care about you. I wouldn't be here today except for the love of God. For the love of God. I need to go on. Let's listen to what the Word of God said. And he had taken the women captives and were therein and, and slew not any, neither great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city. And behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Neighbor, can I tell you something? I weep for God. But during the little uh, civil war, there was women taken away from their husbands. They were separations. We forgot all of these things that happened. Honey, we need to be praising God that somebody ain't taking our wife or our son or our children. We need to be praising God in every step that we take. We need to be giving God our testimony, letting the world know our testimony of how great God is. And he said, and David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices forth first and wept until they had no more power to weep. They had cried because their wives were gone and their children were gone and their families were gone. How many's got family that's been carried away captive by Satan? I have. Amen. I've got them. That's in sin. I'm going to tell you something. They're sitting in church today that can't speak to each other. Amen. Because Satan has carried their heart away captive and they've got in self-will. Let me tell you something, children. It's time you start obeying your parents. It's time that you start listening to what mom and daddy, godly mamas and daddy says. It's time, oh folks, that we start respecting the house of God. Give honor, take glory to God that we have a church to come to and worship God in spirit and in truth that we can still have those saints of God and feel the Holy Ghost power of God as we one time did. Amen. Better that we can come in and know that God still has his Hand on my praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. I remember somebody else mentioned, but I remember well when we went to church as, as young ones and we'd go and they stayed all day. I didn't see nobody in a hurry to get to the ball game because they didn't play ball on Sunday. Amen. They fellowshiped. There wasn't no program coming on TV because there wasn't no TV. Hey, we didn't have a big car waiting on us to go to McDonald's. Bill, can you remember when there wasn't no McDonald's? Why, yeah. <laughs> All I knew was Bob Patterson's 
Hot dogs and logia closed on Sunday. Center man. I prayed with him in some of his last days. A center man that could drink a half a gallon of liquor a day. I knew him. But he closed on Sunday. Hello? And we wonder why our kids are going to the sandbox for a bathroom. Or don't know for sure if they're a man or a woman. Oh, it's a miracle of God that he spared us. That he spared us. My third grade teacher didn't even have a husband. Had never had a husband. And we thought of her as an old maid. She was dedicated to her job. That's the same one that stood me in the corner in a trash can. <laughs> Amen. Because third grade smart Alex didn't get by. And I didn't want mama to know that. Hmm. It'd have been more than a trash can. Mama's hardest punishments. She said, I'm going to whip you. But she didn't do it that day. And the second day, I really dreaded it. But the third day, I was about ready to go volunteer. Amen. Today, we make promises and don't keep them. When Mama said, I'll whip your hind in, she whipped my hind in. Amen. Bush never got as many as I did. <laughs> yeah, I said a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, I said a whole lot. That last child never gets as many as the first. That's common sense. I've seen it happen. He got enough, probably. No, I didn't. None of us get enough. But think about where we're at. And he said that they. They, uh, uh, until they had no more power to weep. Are we crying? Am I crying over Scott? He said he got right, but he ain't in the house of God today. Amen. They tell Butch every week, eight of them, says I got right. Are they in the house of God when they get out? How many have I seen come to the altar, say I've repented, I've got right with God? I'm going to tell you what. We ain't got no oil in our lamp. Amen. We ain't got no oil in our lamp. That one has had. I don't know if it has or not. It looks like it's been burnt. We've had oil in our lamp. We've heard the word of God. We've got sorry for our sins. And we went back and let who eat us up. Right back into the world. Amen. But they wept. How many? They used to be mourners' benches. I've seen them. I've seen the mourners stay longer than the preacher preached. Hello? That's all right, honey, if you don't want to go to church today because you are tired and wore out. But you better get up and go to school tomorrow because the truant officer will give me. They used to lock you up. Amen. What has changed in our lives? Bill can never be what I was at 50 
when I started pastoring Mount Vernon Church. I don't have the strength. I don't have my mind ain't what it was. I don't have the endurance that I had 30 years ago, 31 years ago. But neighbor, it ain't no time to quit. Oh, and he said they wept till they didn't have no more power. Is that what America's done? If we wept and cried till we don't have no more power? And he said, and David's two wives were taken captives. Abanon, the Jezreites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. Nabal had passed on, so he didn't marry a living man's wife. Hello. I'll get that across to you straight. And David was greatly distressed. The sixth verse. David was greatly distressed. Neighbor, can I tell you something today? It don't take nothing to distress us. What if I come to my little city of Logia? And my house was burned. And my wife was gone. And my sons was gone. And my daughters was gone. And everything was burnt. And I'd, I'd wept and cried and prayed till I didn't have no more power. There was no place where I used to dwell. Nothing left. Can we see why David wore himself out? Can we see why the people, they were 600 men with him. 600 men of war with him. Can we see where they cried and they moaned? Because they were out to battle and they come back. Evidently this was where they were staying because their wives were still there. Their children were still there. And their sons and their daughters, they were still there. But they were gone. David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him. It wasn't that he had enough problem that he'd done lost his, his, his wife and maybe his kids. They don't say his kids, but he lost all of his friends. That wasn't enough. Then the church, hello, if you'll have it, turned on him and decided to stone him. Hello, is there any wonder that our pastors are, are stressed or under pressure today. There's more undermining campaigning in our churches there is in the White House. Hello? But we'll talk about up there. Why don't we look around here and see the cutthroats that's killing our churches? I'm not just talking about Mount Vernon Church. I'm talking about the churches up and down the road, the churches that I know. Can I tell you, the people that want to worship God in the churches in Cuba are under stress because communism is shutting them down because you can't talk about Jesus. You can't talk about preaching. You can't run around the streets shouting. There was places they called me down. Bill Cable called me down in the airport. He said, you can't get loose in here. Can you, can you believe? And is there any wonder that we're in stress? Honey, they are stoning us. Good to see you, Norman. 
they're stoning us. Hey, those that say they got their name on the church book are killing us. You go through the White House, and most of them are members of something they call church. But have we been to Calvary today? Neighbor, when we go to Calvary, we'll quit stoning the men like David. David was hurt as bad as all the other people was. David was hurt. Let me go on. We're going to prove this point right out of the Word of God. Right out of the Word of God. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of the people were grieved. When you get hurt, listen to me. When you get hurt, if you're not careful, the only one you can see is you. Larry Johnson, when I throwed you under the bus, uh, you couldn't see past you being under the bus. Amen. I may hurt you again before I quit. But that's how we are. We get our feelings hurt, and we're going to fight back against everything. There ain't no wonder they're flying the... The, the multicolored flags at our White House. They ain't no wonder orange, green, and purple, and reddish, all of these things mean so much to the gays. Neighbor, when we served God, when I first got saved, they stayed in the closet. They didn't come to my house wanting their rights. Amen. Let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else. A little girl hadn't been saved long, but a little girl had run from daddy's drinking and come to my house. Daddy came drinking to my house. Not my daddy, but her daddy. I stepped out on the porch, and I said, if you go in my house, you got to walk through me. You're not messing with that little girl. You're not breaking her down. It was my house. Can I tell you what we're doing? Today, we're inviting him right in by television. I'm preaching. That's the truth today. We're stoning the church. We're stoning the man of God. We're more excited about a graduation in school than a child of God being born again. Preach it, Bill. Preach it. I'm telling you, we're not excited about a child being born into the family of God. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach it just as long as one vocal cord will work. Amen. It's the truth. Became the, the soul of all the people because all the soul of all the people were grieved. Every man for his son and for his daughter, but David encouraged him himself in the Lord the God, in the Lord his God. So, neighbor, if we don't have the God of peace, we can't encourage ourselves. There he lost wives, he lost family, friends, his friends 
that was following him, the friends that were walking under him, they were grieved and they turned their back on David because they were grieving over their son. How many? Terry, Michelle, how many? When death comes to your family, when it should be a time of togetherness, a time of help, does the devil come in and send them strong delusion and they believe they're right and they cause you trouble? They quit comforting you. Let me tell you something. Comfort yourselves. No! That's in your no will of God. Comfort yourself in the Lord God of heaven. Comfort yourselves. You know your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. We've got a better place to go if my son never speaks to me again. If they never call me from the governor's office and tell me they love me. God loves me. God loves me. Amen. If nothing else ever pleases me here, God loves me. And David comforted himself in the Lord his God. That's why we're preaching on keep yourself comforted, not lifted up above God, but comforted in the Holy Ghost power of God. And the Bible said in the seventh verse, and David said to Abathar, the priest, the Amalek's, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar thought, brought thither the ephod to David. You can go over into Exodus 39, I believe it is. Exodus 39, I've got it marked. And you can read about the ephod. And the Bible said that it's of purple and blue and scarlet. David wasn't going to go out without the armor of God. Can I tell you, and Larry Johnson's mentioned it, it's important to look like church people. It's important to dress right. And I'm sure, I'm sure Jesus never wore a pair of pointer bibbed overalls. I'm sure of that. But neighbor, it's important to look like in your mind what a Christian looks like. Amen. I'm preaching that's the truth. It's important when I'm in Walmart, that I act like a Christian or to act like. If they keep me at the cash register or charge me too much, I need to comfort myself. Bring me under subjection to the Holy Ghost power of God and say, I love you. I love you. How many of you have not heard that this week? How about it? My grandson that ain't told me he loved me in a long, long time. I said, I love you last night. I'm going to take it to the bank. 
have to write a small check on hell and just take a little piece of it. Oh, well, glory to God. I done read in the book and found out who love is. It's God. <laughs> Michael, when you're flat out and can't do no better, write a little check on God. God's love and His promise. Woo! Hallelujah! That He be there for us. We're not alone. Daddy passed. Mama passed. We lost a child. Amen. But we ain't alone. Mary Jane, that one's going to pass, but we ain't alone. Hey, sweetheart, Daryl passed, but you ain't alone. <laughs> I've had it, Mama. Amen. Every now and then, you think of a thought about Daryl. And some of his last thoughts was praising God. Some of his last thoughts, maybe it was a victory lap. Cash in. Cash in, church, on what God has given us. It's eternal life. I ain't a dead Baptist. Amen. I ain't at all. I'm alive through the Holy Spirit of God. Ooh. I got five more points I need to bring. Maybe six. I don't even know. If you enjoy this, don't tell nobody. Keep it a secret. Just keep it in you. If you're saved, don't tell nobody. Because you might fall by the wayside. That's what Satan told me. He said you might not live up to it. He done told me all the time. You can't get saved because you can't live it. You ain't never stuck on nothing. Amen. The sucker lied to me. And he's still lying to me. Told me they said you don't ever talk again. You can't preach with one vocal cord. He said, I'll send you to the doctor and prove it is paralyzed. You're done. Mm, you're done. You're done. He told me back yonder, I used to sing a song. Live hard and die young. I believed a lie. Thought I'd die at forty and everything would be all right. Here I have doubled that and added another. Amen. The devil will lie you. You tell you you can't do nothing. Nobody cares about you. I was testifying to one another. They didn't hurt my feelings. And immediately was talking up a storm. They walked off. I don't think they even know that I was talking to them. I said, whisper. <laughs> Bill Anderson said, whisper to Bill Anderson. He's real. He's dead now, but he has been real. He said, if you whisper, you get people's attention. Evidently, I'm getting y'all's attention. This is the quietest place I've been. I don't know when. Amen. Amen. He's more racking this on a hayride. Hello. Hello. I'm just being smart, Ellie. Because I'd shout if I could. Amen. And David, not first. So David, when he and the 600 men that were with him will come to the brook. If I ain't left out something, I've left out eight. I've left out eight. I need to go back. The ephod, I can't pronounce it probably like it's supposed to be, but the ephod 
was an attractive thing. It was told Moses by God to make them and put them on the priest. Amen. So when the people saw the priest coming, they knew he was a priest. I wonder, maybe I'd live closer if I had an ephod on me. And it was purple and scarlet and blue. And the Bible said over in Exodus that they beat out gold into wires. And they sewed this together with gold wires. And the Bible also says that they took stones and put on the front of that thing of the 12 tribes of Israel. And they put it in this. So they had sold out. So the clothing is very important. So important to David, he wasn't about to take another step. He wasn't about to make another move till he got on the armor of God. The armor of God. The armor of God. The armor of God ain't invisible on me. It's where they see me at. It's where they find me on Sunday morning. When they, they look and my seat in the beer joint, on top of that, the beer joint, I used to sit at a lot, tore down. Fred Gerald's is tore down. Jimmy Atwood's is closed. Amen. Mm. Hello, church. So the local store decided we'll start selling beer right under his nose inside of the church. And we wonder why the gays are loose. Hello? We wonder why our children are on the sandbox. Hello? There's no doubt in my mind why these things has happened. The eighth verse, And David inquired at the Lord, Shall I pursue after the troop, he done got on his, he done what he's supposed to do. He got on the ephod. Shall I pursue after the troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt utterly overtake them, and without all fail to recover them. He said they'll all be recovered. Hey, when you get on, the whole armor of God, and you're recognized as a child of God, and then you go to God and say, God, can I fight this battle? Can I win this battle? This has beat me down. This has turned me down. Amen. Can I tell you something? We can get an answer from God, and God can say, pursue on. Without a loss, you're going to get it all back. You're going to get it all back. David kind of lost, but he begged God, and he said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And God restored his joy. We need the, our joy 
restored. We need the assurance that God is with us. We need the assurance. You know, in our old age, honey, it, don't, it just don't work like it used to. There ain't nothing works like it used to. I've got to be assured the hand of God is on me. I've got to know the hand of God. And a little child may come up with love and assure you the hand of God is on you. The hand of God. We've got to keep on the armor of God. Now the night first. So David went, and the 600 men that were with him, and he came to the brook Bezor, where there were, where those were left behind stayed. Get that behind, get that behind us. The Bible tells us there's 200 out of the 600, and they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. And gave him bread, and he did eat, and they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs, just a little piece. This Egyptian boy that had been left behind. When they came to the brook, listen to what the word's saying. Out of 600 to heaven, 200 grow weak. 200 was worried and well-doing. 200 might have been sickly, but they stayed by the brook. Did that cause David to quit? No, he had done been to God, and God said, pursue on. I'll restore all. I'll take care of you. That's what he's telling us. There may be some that's aged, that's broke down, sickness, that's at the stop of the book. But let's listen to the end of the story. Oh, glory to God. Church, this is uplifting to an old man. This is uplifting to a Christian. Hey, some of you young Christians will never see 81. You'll never understand where we're at today. But listen to what God's telling us. Listen to what God's telling us. And they gave him a peace of a cake of fig, and two clusters of raisins. I guess just plain old clusters of dried grapes. I wonder if we'd been three days and nights without anything to eat, if a little cruise of water, amen, just a little water and a little piece of a fig cake and two clusters of dried grapes or dried raisins, would it mean something to us? But if I bought to you now a cluster, dried grapes, dried raisins, would you even eat them? I doubt it. You say, that's dried up. It looks like worms in that. I can't drink that water. It might be from Camp Lejeune and contaminated. Amen. Ain't that how we are today? But this old Egyptian boy, had been left in the field. Hello, have you ever been left in the field? Hey, Elijah ain't the only man that felt like he's alone. Hey, I felt like I was alone. Felt like I was left in the field by myself. But can I tell you, the people of God picked me back up. 
Well, I'd like to get this across to us. The people of God pick me back up. The people of God bought me a little water. The people of God bought me a little of the Holy Ghost love of God. The people of God, yesterday, I looked and I sat there and I ate enough chicken stew for a couple of you who wasn't there. But I ate my chicken stew and I seen the love of God. Emma come by and she said, it's all right to quit, Bill, if ain't nobody told you. <laughs> Amen. I said, I appreciate that. I'll quit after this bowl. But it's the love of God. Today you can't carry on with anybody. You know, you can't carry on with anybody. People give up. We've lost our fellowship. We've lost our humor. We've lost our contact with God. Amen. Jesus said, all nations for forgive, forget, that forget God will pay. And he put us examples. I've told it to y'all, I'm tired of hearing it, but one more time. When I finally set foot in Israel, got to go to Jerusalem, I was devastated that the Spirit of God wasn't there. If I hadn't carried it with me, my expectations was out of this world. But God showed me something. It's coming to America. We've come to church when we wanted to because the door was open and we played all these other things. Our schools has become abomination to God. Our schools have become abomination to the church of God. Well, I thought about, and I don't know ball players, somebody tell me that Panthers, what was his name? McCaffrey. Several liked him. I don't even know him. But they traded him. That's slavery, ain't it? Y'all gonna trade me in? I ain't gonna go. <laughs> I ain't I ain't bondage to man. But money has put him in a place. Till he can be traded. To who? San Francisco 49er, yeah. That's about the way we're doing preachers. Hello. We get them in the Baptist Association. Amen. They trade up. They start on a small salary. And then they get traded up. Hello. One come to me and said, you can get a pension bill if you'll join the Baptist Association. Said they start out about two hundred dollars a month. That's the way back yonder. I said, Lord God, my God's bigger than Baptist. Uh, amen. I know I'm meddling, but I'm telling you, we're in bondage to the things of this world. Everybody wants a little story that will lift them up. Mm, a little internet. Message, hello. How about the power of God? 
Amen. Let me read on. If I double read, I've lost my place. And they found the Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. And he gave him bread, and he did eat, and they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of fig and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, the Spirit came again unto him. Can I tell you something? We've been without the gospel so long till we starve to death. The Spirit ain't in us. Hey, they give us a boy two old clusters of of raisins, two old clusters of raisins, and the Spirit came again to him, for he had eaten no bread and drunk no water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, Whom belongest thou? And whence art thou? And he said, I'm a young man of Egypt, a servant to an Amalekite, who over in the first verse, the Amalekites were strong. They had destroyed, amen, the Ziglites, not only them, but others. So this fellow, the Egyptian, said, I was a servant of the Amalekite, and no and my master left me. Can I tell you something? If you're a servant of the devil, he will leave you. He'll hang you out to dry. He'll fix you till you can't do nothing. He'll take your testimony. He'll stop you along the way. And he said he left me because three days ago I fell sick. Hmm. I want us to get that, and I'm going into the 14th verse. But he said he fell sick. As long as he was following Satan, helping take over the Ziglites, helping him to take all the men's wives' bondage and their sons and their daughters, as long as he was able to battle for them, he would bless him. He would feed him. But the old boy, he becomes sick. So they left him in the field. Can I tell you that's where Satan will leave you? Listen to me. He left me laying in a side ditch in the Logan Mountain. He left me turned upside down in, in the roof of a car. He left me. Can I tell you, in 1968, the Lord picked me up, and he's never left me. Bill, I'm about to shout. I ain't got much shouting material, but I'm going to tell you the Lord has never left me. I've never been without bread. I've never been left in the field. I thought I was, but God was there with me. Uh, Elijah said, there's 7,000 that's never bowed their knee to Baal. There's people praying. There's people laughing. There's people that want the church doors open. Well, glory to God. The 14th verse. He made it. And we made an invasion upon the south of the Jeritites and upon the coast which belongeth to Judah and upon the south of Caleb. And we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto my God. 
that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to the company. Amen. That old boy was without anything. He'd been left in the field. There were no raisins, no figs, no water. He was sick. Have you ever been sick and thought you was all alone? Hello? Could I, could I tell a tale on you? Could I tell a tale on you? you would, go ahead. You won't get mad at me. There you go. Belton Butch hadn't been married long, and they were young, young. I don't know. Melody might have been a little spoiled. I don't know. I don't know on that. I'm going to handle this careful. And we done got phones in our house by then when she got sick. You want to go ahead? She... She was in the back bedroom by herself, and she was sick, kind of like this Egyptian boy. And he couldn't see nobody. There wasn't no grapes. There wasn't no figs. There wasn't no water. And, and everybody had left him, and there she laid in the back bedroom. And the daughter, and she called Janet said, Would you call Butch and tell him I'm sick? Is that how we are in church today? They were two doors down. Amen. And he didn't realize how sick she was. It was, uh, hey, baby, did I knock her down? It was, it wasn't major sickness. Cause it on melody, but it was minor sickness to Butch. Hello, I'm getting deeper and deeper, ain't I? I'm gonna be the first to leave today. But think about it. I understand that when you're newlyweds, it's a different story coming out of mom and daddy's house to your own house. It's a different story. I'd like to tell you something else. But said you changed when you started preaching. It's a different story from a deacon to a preacher. I've had to take you by steps. All of you have been like this Egyptian boy. Have you ever thought he didn't know what the shape he was in? Every, I bet you have too. You ain't been married for like three years. Two. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Larry seems ready. Brenda just don't pay no attention to me. Yeah. And I cried till I give out. But ain't all of you been there? Let's be honest. Ain't you? Pick on you. If you've been there, ain't you? Jenny has, I know. 
thought, well, let her suffer. Huh? Yeah, I'll come back in a little bit. Jamie has too. We've all been there, out in that land where it looked like we had nothing. This old Egyptian boy said, if you won't sell me back to my master, I'll try to help you. I'll try to help you. Right here's another message, but I've got to preach it too. I want to go with it. I appreciate that, Ben. I needed that, brother. I get home, I'm going to eat Ben's pie. Hallelujah. And he said in the 16th verse, and when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon. Hey, this Egyptian, he was a great help to him that thought he wasn't going to live, thought he was going to die. Hey, I've always said God will send a Moses. How about it, sis? He sent a David this time. David and his men, they'd done lost. They'd already lost 200 men, but they still had compassion. Hello. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating. Right here's where America's at. They were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judea. So as this Egyptian took them down to the place where they were at, I want you to be honest with you, not with me. Be honest with you. You just been married 61 years, 63, ain't it, Janet? 63. Been married 63 years. How many vacations did you go on? 63 years ago. Yeah, how about it, Emma? How many honeymoons? I was just tickled to this. She's still there. We didn't honeymoon or money hoon. How many played travel ball back in? I thought if I went to Galax, I'd traveled plumb out of the world. <laughs> so we have won the battle, and we've got the spoil, fine cars, fine houses, heat and cool, freezers full of food, everything going good. Gas prices was a dollar. It's been 12 cents. I bought it 12 cents. But it's gone up because we wasted the spoil. And there we were, eating, what did the Bible say? These fellas had won the battle. These Amalekites, they had won the battle over the Philistines. They'd won over Israel. And there they went down and they went out to play. And they were dancing. It happened back as Moses went up on the mountain to pray. And he come back and he heard uncertain sounds. 
and they had took their earrings and their necklace and made a golden calf and they were dancing and didn't realize and Moses was so irritated he broke the Ten Commandments he cracked them think about it have we not been blessed who got cold last night we had cover who went to bed hungry I did so much I went to bed heartburn hello but we've took the spoil that God has blessed us with and let it take us away from God. And if you preach on it, Bill Sperling, all you know is ball. All you talk about is vacation. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to talk about something else. This is another message, but I'm going to talk about something else. When they found him, they were drinking, eating, drinking, dancing, because all of the great spoil that they had taken out of the land, of the first season out of the land, they were rejoicing because they'd won a battle. Today, can I tell you something? And I've watched it over the years. We, we rejoice because we've been saved and are not under bondage of alcohol. Our family comes back together. I've watched it. I've watched deacons that God delivered and their spoil as God blessed them and they got a home and they got a car. Then they left their wife and took off in another direction. Have you seen deacons do that? Yeah. And the Bible said, well, they weren't saved no how. We've got a messed up church to put lost people in his deacons. Hello? There's something wrong when a man can sit on the front row and wash feet for 30 years and still go back into the world. They've backslid on God. They've took the spoil that we've been able to enjoy and put it in the place of worshiping God. Amen, I'm telling us the truth. I, I'm really sorry whether you like it or whether you don't, but I'm going to preach it. And he said, David smote them from the twilight. That's in the evening. You know what? The American church is being smote. The, church, the American church is being defeated. Why? Because we let who take over? We let who take over. We let who keep us out of church. There ain't nobody never kept me out of church but me. Because I let who take me out. Because I felt like my bills was paid. I had $200 in my pocket. And I'd worked all year and I deserved it. I'm going to tell you what we all deserve is hell. The mercy of God delivered us out of hell. The mercy of God has delivered me today to preach. My voice the best it's been in 
like six weeks. I praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. And uh, he smote them from twilight from the evening until the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. Cards. There's cards. But the rest, they were rejoicing. Said, we went into the beer joint and we defeated it. We come back out and we didn't have to drink or we didn't have to partake of this or we've been uh, by the, the harlot's house and we just kept a walking. And we get to rejoicing so over that. That's what these fellas done. Said, look what we have got. I'm a child of God. I've got it and I can't lose it. I'm I'm fixed. I'm fixed. I worked with a man from Duke Power, left him to death. He had heart problems. He's dead. He died. He had some cancer problems. And he come in, you know what was bothering him? Stocks fail. I don't know stocks. As far as I know, I ain't got no stock. I ain't even got no cows. That's stock too. I ain't got none of that. But he said, I lost $100,000. Worried more over that than his heart and his cancer and his soul. For a short time, and he was dead. May have lost more than $100,000. Hello? Serious? I'm being serious, church. I'm trying my best to open our eyes to let us know that I ain't going to be here forever. 400 carrots. <laughs> I won't go there. I'll let that go. And David, appreciate you, Mel, putting up with me. Ah. Hello, she's went back to sleep over said, I appreciate you putting that point me. Yeah, she cut me off. That's how she did it. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And the re- David rescued his two wives. Everything, it seems like we're losing. Church, we're going to get it back. We're going to get it back. There was nothing lacking. Can I tell you something? There is nothing lacking in God. Being God's everything. And old Ben's found that out. And he's even helped James. Amen. Amen. James has grabbed a hold of some things lately that he knows God's bigger than he ever dreamed. There's something just waiting for you out there, sis, that's bigger than you ever dreamed. My heart cracked this morning as I walked out of the house and my boy didn't want to come to church. I don't know what about you all, but I ain't blind. 
Staying out of church is on your way out. Can I hear an OBG man? I've seen so many, so many that have come through Mount Vernon. I can't make it out of church. One thing Roger knew through all of his sickness, and I heard him say it several times, and he told Veer more than that, I've got to get out of here and get back to church. Hello? And it ain't a church of my choice. It's where God sent you. Yeah. Can I tell you something? God sent me to Mount Vernon several years ago. Showed me my work. Showed me what I've been. He didn't show me pastoring. I might have run a little longer. But I was the Egyptian laying in the field without anything to eat or to drink. And I was sick. I was beat down. You too. You too. Amen. But David, he said in the 19th verse, And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken of them. David recovered all. Why did David recover all? He told the prince, he said, go give me an ephod. He put on the ephod, he went to God. And he said, God, do I need to pursue in this battle or stay back? He followed procedure. And the Bible said, God said, I'll go with you and you'll recover all. To see that come to pass, he had to go. And he lost 200 men at the creek because they got wore out. They were tired. David could have said, I cannot fight with 400 men. I had 600. I could have won the battle. But I've lost 200. This is a message for us, church. But David said, I'll go on. What did the Bible say? He said he recovered all. Sons, daughters, wives. He recovered all. And on top of that, here comes the blessings. Let me finish. Don't don't grow don't grow worried with me. Just hang in there. In the twentieth verse, and David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those other cattle and said, This is David's spoil. It ain't a spoil like we think. Pinto beans sire or spoil. He took from the other people. He took theirs. He took all of their animals. And he said, this is David's spoil. This is the victory from the battle. He said, I didn't only get 
my wives and my sons and my daughters and my cattle back, but I've got theirs, Paul. I got theirs. And they all died except 400 that was cowards. He didn't want them to hear on me no way. I got one more message out of this. And David came to the 200 men which were so faint and they could not follow David whom they had made also to abide at the brook Bezoar. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. He may have saluted like this, or he might have said, I'm so glad you stayed here on the river and waited for me. How do you and I, as pastor, I'm bad, I'm guilty. When one don't, ain't able, don't show up, don't show up. If I see them at Walmart, I'm really mad. It bothers me. But these waited. They were poor in health. They were weak. And David saluted them. I bet he said, boy, I'm glad y'all have survived. I'm glad you all are here. We went up there, and all of these men were extra, and they fought the battle, and we won. He said, look what we got for you. You weren't able to go fight for it, but we brought it back to you because you waited at the creek. You waited down at the creek because you knew we would be back that way. There's a blessing this. Just listen. I wish I could cry it out, but I'm going to preach it the best I know how. Twenty-second verse. Then answered all the wicked men. Where in the God's world did these wicked men come from? They were fighting a battle with David. These wicked men were there to help David win back his wives his children. Don't be deceived, church. If there's anything the church of the living God needs today, it's discerning of spirits. We can't see that deep when Satan sets a trap in front of us. Hmm. Then answered all the wicked men and the men of Belial. This is men of Satan, men of the devil. And those that went with David and said, because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. So what these uh, men of Belial, these wicked men that had fought with David, amen, be sure your sins will find you out. Theirs come out. They said, let's give them 
their children back and their wives back, but we ain't going to give them of the spoil that we have went and fought for. Hey, ain't that how we are about the tithes? Ain't that how we are, amen, about helping somebody that's down? Hey, maybe that when they lay down for the creek, give them their sons and their wife back, but let's don't give them no love. Let's don't give them no food. Let's don't give them of the spoil that we have just accumulated. Church, it's an American church. They were fighting with the man of God, David, the man that had talked to God, that put on the ephod to show that he was a warrior, a priest of God, and went into battle. So he wasn't hid. They knew he was a man of God, and they still went on. But can I tell you something? They joined the church, but when the true inside come out, they were selfish. They were wicked people. They had joined the church, but had they ever been born again? The wickedness come out. The Bible said they were men of Belial. As I started out in the 29th chapter, the Philistine said, this Hebrew boy, will turn on us because he was an Hebrew, because he was a Jew, because he'd walked with God. This boy will turn on us. So the Philistines didn't want the enemies with them. But here David hadn't even recognized maybe the enemy until they turned on him and said, we're not giving of the spoil that we have fought for. I worked with my hands for this. Why should I give it here? Why should I give it here? Then said David, ye shall not do so, my brother. With that which the Lord hath given us, the Lord gave it all to us. That the Lord has given us, who hath preserved us and delivered the company that came against us unto our land. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is in this matter, but as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tireth by the stuff. They shall part alike. Amen. So he said those that waited by the river are going to get the same amount that we, the Bible said, first to be last and last to be first. Amen. So we need to just continue on. We worrying too much about what that one's got or what that one's doing instead of what God is doing. He said the Lord had delivered us, and these had tarried by their stuff that they shall part alike. And it was so from that day, listen to this, and I promise you I'll hurriedly quit. From that day forward that he made it 
a statute and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. And when David came to Ziglag, he sent for the spoil unto the elders of Judea, even to the friends, saying, Behold, a present for you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. So I thought about this. Esther took the money to the food bank. And as you give $10 here or $10 yonder or, or you hand out to a needy cause, it's all God's. God gave it all to us. And it might be, it might be. I thought about Andy. I tried to get him. I said, please, come on to church today, Andy. I said, so you won't have to hear as much. I can't talk as loud. He said, I'm going to wait till you talk louder. I said, but I might not never talk louder. Put it off. You may not never come. You know, amen, the altar's open. If we're going to use it, we better use it now. But what he made it a, a statue and an ordinance. David made it a commandment, if you'll have it that way. And he said he went to Ziglag to the people, and he said he sent the spoil unto the elders of Judea. And I'm going to read the rest of this quick, and I'm going to shut up. But look how many places David took the spoil, not just there that was taken from Ziglag, but there was about five other places that they had won the battle. They had took their cows. They took their, their women, their children. And the, the Amalekites, they just kept going. And they just kept going. And then God sent David. And David and his men caught them playing games because they'd won. They had went to sleep. The churches went to sleep because we've had it made. And he sent to, the, to them when they were asleep, and David whipped them. He's in a whip them. He beat them out. And then he took all that he gained from them and all that they had themselves and all that they had won from Zigzag, Ziglag and all of these other places. Amen. David combined it and brought it back and, and took care of the 200 that wasn't able to fight. And on top of that, he made an, an ordinance. And he said he took it to the elders of Judah. And he said, this is a present from the spoil of the enemies of God. What we've took from the enemies of God. And he said, to them which are at Bethel, to them which were in South Remoth, and to them which were in Jatar, and to them which were in Aror, and to them which were in... And I won't read the rest of that. But how many did he take, amen, of the small, of the Amalekites, amen? How many did he take the spoil? And he fed them, and he took care of them. How many? Glory, glory to God. Amen. How much money have you got in your pocket today that you wouldn't have had if you sat on the bar stool in the clubs last night? If you sat before a gambling machine last night? If you pulled them one-armed bandits last night? Amen. Or if you just somebody stole it off of you? You wouldn't have had it. 
Amen. So we need to take what God has took off of the beer joints and the one-armed bandits and the hillos of the world. Amen. And help somebody. And help somebody. Had David done this, I promise you I'll quit. David was discouraged. He was hurt. And he wept and he cried just like we do. But he got up. It's time we get up. It's time we get up and encourage ourselves and give us or take what God has given us of the spoils of this world. I don't have a hangover this morning. I don't have a hangover this morning. As far as I know, I got in my pocket what I had when I started Saturday. I ain't wasted. No, I ain't even wasted none on gases. So I need to share it with somebody else. The kids with their little notes said, Happy birthday. Bill, we love you. I don't know what about you all. But happy birthday used to mean a lot to kids. And it come to a point they wasn't much interested. Well, they've got rather, rather interesting anymore. Amen. When you never dreamed of 81, it means something to me. Somebody say, happy birthday, old man. Happy birthday, old man. I love you. Don't that mean something, James? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. <laughs> Hey, some people in here showed me some love I can't talk about. They called me down. They called me discouraged. I had a heart in my inside. And they love me. Mm, they love me. Some of them growing beards. Hey, Amen. God's been good, good to us. I'm going to shut up. I love you.
ahead and turn that back up. Yeah. Yeah. In Exodus it says, and of the blood.